0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Dick Beardsley's in to talk multi-species fishing in the Bemidji area. Damn. you fish fishing with me, you're with the best And if you're not, ooh, yeah, soon you're gonna be yeah. I catch more fishes than the seagull birds If you all ain't fishing, you're a bunch of nerds Cause the fishes all tremble at the side of me Cause I'm fishing, ball, ball, and yeah. Country, country
1: I'm Bruce Jean and this is Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country
0: Well it's time to check in with Dick Beardsley at Dick Beardsley's Fishing Guide Service because, well, because he just got off the water. Hey, Dick, thanks for coming in after your trip this morning. Well, Kev, it's always a pleasure to be on with you. And uh, can you believe it? We're partnered to mid-July already. I swear, it seems like winter just got done with yesterday. <laughs> I, I know. And, and, and the crazy thing about being in mid-July, this is pretty cool weather. I mean, uh, yeah. we have not had... We've had a day or two, but we've right. not had much hot weather this no, summer. No, we really
1: haven't. I mean, it was like 42 degrees this morning when I got up. And out on the lake with a guy client, I mean, it was chilly. I had long pants on, my bibs, a sweatshirt, and a jacket over that. And I wasn't cold, but I, I wasn't like, you know, sweating in the heat either. You <laughs> yeah. know, so um, – and it, but, you know, and the way, the way spring started, we went – well, we didn't have spring. We went right to summer from winter it seemed like. We got that hot weather early in June. Water temperatures spiked quick. and uh, But now they're back to where they typically are. You know, 72, 73 degrees. I like, if they can stay under 75, it's better for fishing, in my opinion. And plus, if you're doing, like, catching some bigger fish, want to release them, you know, the, the cooler the water can be, the less stressful it is on those those big ones, you know, because they yeah. that lactic acid builds up in their system, and they're fighting in that you know that warmer weather, warmer water, and uh, so yeah, I don't mind it cooling down. To be honest with you,
0: well, have has it affected where the fish are? Are they still where they would typically be in July? Yeah,
1: you know, so I know some guys are catching fish. They're the you know, I do these fishing reports, and I do it for the general public, not for the guys that are fishing the walleye circuit or the you know, the, the leagues that they have for the bass and walleye, those guys are all good sticks. I do my reports based on the average person, you know, that just going out and trying to catch a few fish. And the the walleye bite, it got tough on Bemidji. You know, if 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 you were just out there as a casual fisherman wanting to go out and catch some walleyes, it was going to be a little bit tough. It's starting to come out of it a little bit. It seems like we always go through a little bit of a slump, and then you get into towards mid-July, and it kind of picks back up again. And, and I tell you what, the, in the last week, You know, for some of the lakes I've been on, the walleye bite has been, you know, you gotta work for them. It's not like it was in early June and, and things like that. But, I mean, last week I had some folks out. We were catching them on jigs. Do you believe it? On jigs? I know. (laughs) That's good. That's good for you. Jigs and leeches or jigs and frozen shiners. Oh. And, um, uh, they worked. They wanted them both, so it was good. Bass fishing has been, gosh dang, off the charts. And the Pikers, you know, they've been going since the opener on the thirteenth of May, and and you know they're still going strong. And the crappies and bluegills are set up on their summer spots. In fact, I just came off a crappie trip today, and had, we had a ball and uh, caught a lot of fish and kept he, he kept a few for uh, a meal, and um, we let the rest go. And it was a great morning to be out. Wow, uh,
0: fish. Well, fishing's always great to be out fishing. It is, you know. Uh, it's the catching
1: part that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, but it's uh, it is again. It's it's interesting that uh, you know with this cooler temps, you're saying you can still get them, and and I think in general the quote dog days have have kind of disappeared as anglers have gotten smarter and right. figured things out. But when the temperatures stay cooler, I think that even bodes well for a, a better August than typical. Oh right?
1: well, yeah, absolutely, and you know. I'd love it if it, you know, it was in the 40s every night and stayed in the low 70s. You know, it's going to warm up again. You know, yeah. we still got the rest of July and all of August, and August can get pretty darn hot. But you know, we are. You know, the last couple of mornings it's felt a little bit like fall out there, and and um, you know, we had those thunderstorms that came through. What day was that? Was that Friday? Friday later in the day, I believe. And that um, boy, it really riled up the water. The lake, a couple of lakes I was on the next day usually real clear lakes and it was they were churned up and it affected the bite the 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 bite was a little bit slower it kind of got better towards the end of the day but so sometimes you get those storms come in get a lot of lightning thunder a lot of wind maybe some heavy rain kind of murks things up a little bit and and that can at times make the bite a little bit tougher too but you know eventually they filter their way out and get back to what it was before
0: well we're talking walleye what yeah. about the bass
1: if you want <laughs> Well, you know, I love, oh, I love any kind of fishing, but boy, if I get people that say, hey, I just want the rod to bend and have mm-hmm. fun, I almost always take them bass fishing. And, you know, whether you want to fish them up shallow, I talked to a guy who was on the lake the other day with some folks and I, he came off about the time I did. And I, I was having my clients all out on the deep weed edges. I typically don't take my clients and work the docks and stuff like that because you got to be pretty precise with your casting, you know, otherwise you're going to, Put it up on somebody's dock or on their boat lift, or who knows, it might end up in their cabin. You just you, you never know. But this guy was out; he was throwing spinner baits up shallow across the top of the shallow weeds, and he was catching fish. We were out on the deep weed edges, twelve, fourteen foot, using plastics like tube jigs and and shaky heads, and and catching just as many fish out deep. So right now you can get them anywhere you want to, and it, you know if you get out there on a on a nice early morning when the water's calm or later in the day right before sunrise or sunset and using those top waters and get those bass to blow up on your baits that's always lots of fun too
0: oh yeah well and and of course i know better than to ask a bass angler what uh, lake he's used on because they have the secret small ones but we all know that there are uh, plenty of big lakes that have plenty of bass right. too but um But overall, lake to lake, doesn't matter. They're going.
1: You know what? I've been on little lakes. I've been on big lakes, bigger lakes like Beltrami and and uh, Big Turtle Turtle River Lake, and they're they're all acting the same as for the for the bass. I mean, you if you want to fish them up shallow, you can. If you want to fish them off on the deep weed lines, you can. And when the water temperature gets to about the peak, you know, it kind of peaks out around now. You know, maybe mid seventies. That bass metabolism just starts kicking in and they are hungry. They're feeding. You should see, Kev, some of these bass we're catching. Their guts are I mean, their bellies are just popping. And a lot of the lakes are feeding on these small bluegills and things like that. So they're hungry. They're eating a lot of food that's out there in the in the system right now. Plus they're hitting your baits too. So they're they're going after it and it's a lot of fun. What else have you seen out there? Um the the weed growth is a little different. It, it it varies from year to year. You know, some years you get certain areas where the cabbage is good. Other years it thins out. I've got one lake that typically it's a, a, a lake I go to. And I, I won't mention it, but it's in the Bemidji <laughs> area. But it, it sets up really well for big crappies. And we put them all back. They're over 12 inches. Hmm. And this one area... It's a small little hump. It's got a lot of good cabbage, deep water around. Two years in a row now, I have not caught a crappie on that spot. And it used to be one of my go-to spots. Mm. And I don't know what's changed. There's still the cabbage out there, but for some reason, they're not setting up on on this particular hump like they have for years and years. And even the bluegills, typically they set up out there too. They're just not out there. So... But then I found them in some other spots. So, you know, and again, crappies are roamers. They, they will roam. And it, there's something out there on this one hump where they usually are. For some reason, they're just not out there. Maybe the maybe the weeds aren't quite as thick. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe there's a bunch of pike that are roaming around this little hump, and that's scattering the fish out. But um, So if you don't find them in one place, you just got to keep moving. And that's the thing, you know, and I find myself doing this from time to time. You fish on memories, and I, you know, I keep detailed log books every time I'm on the water, and there's places that usually produce year after year after year, but not always. So if they're not there, there's no sense in fishing the spot. You know, I'll go and try it again next time I'm on that lake, but I'll know pretty quick if they're going to be there. If they're not, then you just go someplace else and try to seek them out.
0: He's Dick Beardsley, and we're nowhere near done. Dick's got a lot more to share with us next. Hi, this is Chuck Hasse on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Get away and experience Bemidji's great outdoors. Discover the first city on the Mississippi with the whole family and enjoy unique lodging, encouraging hospitality, and great adventures in a pristine Northwoods setting. With over 400 lakes for fishing, more than 160 miles of bike trail, and amazing campsites, Bemidji is a unique destination to create lasting memories. Go to visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Missile Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service, my guest today. We are talking fishing in the Bemidji area. And when we went to break, we were discussing perch. I did an interview a couple of years ago with some DNR folks that were working on a perch yeah. study. And and the concern about, you know, big perch right. and perch numbers in general. What are you seeing out there? So, and that's
1: something on Lake Bemidji. You know, that's one of my go-to spots for perch and big perch. And I used to have some spots out around the Diamond Point area that, gosh dang it, every summer they set up out there, big ones, and um, in pretty shallow water, and the last two summers they just have not been there, and Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why, everything seems to be, as far as weed wise, water depth, you know, lake going up or down, you know, depending on the time of the year and how much rain and whatnot. they're just not out there, so, you know, I'm, I'm finding some perch out on Lake Bemidji in pretty deep water, you know, 18, 20 feet, and I'm finding some other, some of them up in six, seven foot of water. So again, you know, they, they like to travel in schools, so you just got to keep hunting spots. And if, if those spots you typically have them, you know, in the past don't have them, you just got to keep hunting until you find them.
0: I uh, am not a biologist. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I have learned just even very early in doing this show, just because you talk to enough people, how vital perch are, not only for sport fishing, but for the entire ecosystem.
1: Absolutely, the Kel. They are, they're the main food source for the walleye on our area lakes, and especially out here on Lake Bemidji. And we want those perch. And, you know, the the perch limit is 20 a day, 40 in possession. Yeah, I, I think it's too many, to be honest with you. So, like, if I get three people in my boat, they're in the family – You know, hey, Dick, how many perch can we keep? You can keep each keep 10. That's 30. That's 60 fillets. That's more than enough. And, you know, if somebody says, well, you know, we can keep 20. I say, well, yeah, legally you can, but here's why we don't want to do that. And, you know, with all these modern electronics now that we have and forward sonar and all this stuff, you know, as, as a guide, as a sports person, sometimes we have to you know, kind of set our own boundaries and yeah, maybe the limit is this or, or this length of fish is that. But, you know, we have to set our own boundaries too because, you know, when I'm long gone, I want my kids, grandkids, people way beyond after that, to be able to have the quality of fishing that we still have to this day and and um, you know, you look in Canada, you know, their rules are so strict. And, and I hear a lot of, well, if we lower the limits or whatever, people aren't going to come here to fish. That is is not the case. You know, I got a lot of friends that go across the border into Canada, have great fishing. They can take one fish back home with them. You know, yeah. you get off to South Dakota, the limit on walleyes is four. Um, so, you know, even though our limits are a little more liberal than other states and Canada especially, we got to, you know, I kind of have my own rules I set up in the boat. <laughs> yeah. And, hey. And fiercely rules, right? Well, and if somebody questions me on it, I explain why. And most of the time, they actually feel really good about. Oh, that you know that makes a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. And and if you explain why you
0: why you do this, uh, most people are very happy with it. Yeah, and I, I'd like to do a follow up and see if there's if there's some movement towards maybe changing the perch limits. I think there. I wouldn't be shocked. Let's put it that. Uh, way. I would love to see a change because,
1: you know, I mean, on some lakes it's getting harder and harder to, you know, catch good quality fish. And, you know, you you start taking 20 a day and 40 in possession and, and uh, you know, you get multiple boats and multiple people that do that day in and day out and day in and day out. You know, I mean, it's a renewable resource, but to a point. You know, you just can't go out there and just start, you know, keeping every fish you catch. And I, I ran into some guys today from Indiana, and sometimes – people from out of state get a bad reputation and I was on a little lake and they were out doing some bass fishing and um, they were really good They go. Yeah, we I'd go. "How was fishing always good, but we used to come here and catch, you know, four or five pounders and, and I go, he goes, we're just not catching those big ones anymore. I said, well, I wonder if some people are keeping it. He says. yeah. He says, you know what? It'd be a shame if they are. You know, we do all catch. These people from Indiana, we do all kitchen release. If we go crappie fishing, they kind of have the Beardsley rules already built into them. They, you know, release bigger fish and keep the smaller ones to eat. So if more and more people would do that, I think it would definitely be beneficial to the, all the species.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk a little bit about Lake Bemidji. And zebra mussels. I yeah. just heard a report from some, or it wasn't a report, somebody just telling me he couldn't believe he pulled something up and there, how many zebra mussels were on it. There's a lot of them out there now. So, yeah. yeah. It's like they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. Ev-
1: they're everywhere. You know, you know me, I, I do a lot of walleye fishing out in Pibiji and other lakes along the weed lines and stuff and, and through the cabbage. And, and all of a sudden, if you're pulling a live bait rig or even a jig, it, it it'll feel this heaviness. It's not like a weed heavy and it just feels like a, like a shoe filled with water. And I pulled up globs of just big globs of zebra mussels. This past winter, Kev, I had people out in my ice house rentals out on Lake Bemidji that were, I'd say, now if the, if the fish aren't there, start pounding the bottom, you know, stir it up a little bit and they'd pull up with a, a jigging spoon, a glob of zebras. So they're, they are definitely more out there now than I've seen ever. Right. And so,
0: well, now, and, and this is just what I've heard. Again, right. From interviewing different people, there seems to be a a they they blow up population yeah. wise, and then they kind of settle in, and it goes yeah. backwards. That's what I, I've been hearing. That same thing,
1: and I think there's been some research done in that that they reach a peak, and then they almost like start to die off, or or they they almost. It does. They kind of decrease. So maybe we're seeing right now on Lake Bemidji that big increase, and then they're going to start maybe fading away a little bit. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> uh
0: but, they, but they've certainly cleared up the water. I mean, I, I'm sure For you've sure. noticed that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Bemidji always – it was never one of the most clear lakes around the area, but now it, it it's definitely gotten clearer. But I I'll be honest with you, I haven't noticed a big difference in okay. the – quantity and quality of fish we catch. And again, you know I do a lot of weed walleye fishing and I always have and so that helps I think a little bit because they can get in out of the sunlight and there's more oxygen. there's always bait fish swimming around in those weeds. It's a little little more challenging to fish those areas because you're going to get you know hooked up a little bit. but um, yeah, Bemidji's definitely has definitely gotten clearer over the last few years for sure.
0: Well, and and I, I, I yeah, Bemidji is a fairly clear lake, so people are pretty much used to having to deal with that. Um, so it's not as noticeable as it was say on Winnie, right? Which Winnie is still not clear yet, but compared to what it used to right. be and where the fish used to be, yeah, it's been a big change. Big change. And I was just out on Winnie on a guide trip a couple of weeks
1: ago, and I usually go there about the end of June if the Bemidji bite slows down a little bit, take some people over there and. So I was on this area where the year before we were catching a lot of walleyes and I'm getting out and I'm not marking anything. And I see a few other boats out there and some of them were following me thinking I must know what I'm doing. So I don't know what they were thinking, but, and I'm not marking a fish. I got one guy, he's pulling a live bait rig and a crawler. I'm using a jig and a mineral and not even for three hours, Kev, I worked different bars and some smaller humps, and, I mean, not even a peck, 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 pick from a perch. So I finally get out on this Moses hump. It's out kind of in the middle of the lake. And I'm looking on my graph, for, and I don't have forward sonar, but I'm looking on my side scan and down scan. I f- see a little pot of fish in 25 foot. So I, I come through there with a jig and a minnow. Bam! I catch a 23 and a half inch. So we take a picture and put it back. The guy I had in the boat, he pulls a uh, live bait rig going a leech through there, bam, 24 and a half incher. I come back through there, bam, a 23 and a half incher. And then that little pod was gone. And I went all over looking. I never marked another fish. So I talked to a couple of guides. I think they were from over on the Grand Rapids area that were out there and they're going, yeah, this, this bite right now is like, there's, they're not finding nothing, no perch or nothing. So who knows what's going on? Yeah. And, you know, I might go over there tomorrow, and they might be jumping in the boat. You just don't know. That's why they call it fishing.
0: Dick Bearsley talking fishing in the greater Bemidji area, and we will wrap it up next. I'm Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and I make to help Kev Jackson sound like he has a clue. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, this is Kev Jackson of Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. You always hear commercials where they say bigger and better than ever. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought I would never do that. Well, I'm doing that because the fourth annual Lukens Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament really is bigger and better than ever. Now benefiting agencies in Beltrami, Clearwater, Hubbard, Cass, Aiken, and Crowing Counties. This means you can fish any publicly accessible lake in any of those counties. That includes Leech, the Cass Lake Chain, half of Winnie, and the Brainerd Lakes area. You choose two divisions, walleye or bass, or both. Plus, big fish winners in each category, and top youth finishers win a lifetime fishing license. No rules meeting, no way in just hit whatever lake you want and start fishing July 22nd and 23rd. All you need to do is download the Fish Talkie app, search for United Way Fishing Tournament, and get registered. $200 per two-person team, and it all goes to the United Way and the great work they do in Paul Bunyan Country. Go to uwfishingbeminci.com for more. The Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by DS Beverages, Coca-Cola, Deerwood Bank, Northwoods Bait and Tackle, Hubbard Radio North, and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country outdoors Because Ted Jackson needs all the help he can get Wrapping it up with Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley's Fishing Guide Service What are some of the lakes that you've been fishing walleyes on? They're a little less secret than the uh, yeah, bass
1: lakes You know, Big Lake's been kicking out a few fish um, Andruja, you know, the Cass Lake chain um, Cass Lake, I've talked to a few I don't fish much on Cass like and a lot but at casts, you know, slip bobbers and leeches, especially towards early morning, later in the day, a lot of people are going out there at night, mm-hmm. throwing crankbaits over the top of the you know, the weed beds and the and the shallower bars and, and doing pretty well at night. I know people that will not even fish casts. Until it gets dark, right? Or on a cloudy, windy day, or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, on Upper Red, I've I've been hearing reports that that's been pretty good, you know. It spinners and crawlers in about seven to eight foot of water, so you know that's a that's a shallow bite all year long up there. And um, you know, Lake of the Woods, I've been talking to some people that've been up there and they've been getting some big fish and a lot of small ones. And and um, you know, the Turtle River Lake Chain of Lakes, you know, it's it's kicking out. It's they're not kicking out walleyes. Like they were back in June, but again, that's typical for this time of the year. And you just gotta have patience and just you know be diligent in what you're doing. And, and you're gonna you should put a few fish in the in the live well. And again, the crappies and bluegills, those bigger bluegills are coming out in that deeper water now. You know, yeah. even oh, out away okay. f- from the deep weed edges a little bit, up to about 16 foot. And the other day, I was out with some people, and I dropped down a drop shot. So if people don't know what a drop shot is. You have a, a hook that's you tied to your main line then you tie a, a certain type of knot or you can get these little swivels that fit on there and then you put about a eight to 10 inch line below that with a, a weight on the bottom and then you this you use a small hook and then I use like a, a plastic Northland leech you know and you just you cast it out there and you just twitch it and that leech or that plastic sits about 810 inches off the bottom and the bluegills were just. Hammering that thing. And it's so much fun. Because that leech, that plastic leech stays on there a long time. And you don't have to keep putting new bait on there. And they just love that thing. And it works well for bass. It works well for walleyes. Because you're putting it right at that zone. And you just let it, that, you know, the little bit of current that's in the water, the wave action. And it makes that bait or that plastic just quiver. And it's, I mean, I almost want to bite it. It looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) When I see it sit down there in the water. So, all right. You know, all kinds of techniques are working right now. But really, if you like to pull cranks, like to pull bottom bouncers, you know, like to pitch jigs. I mean, you're going to catch some type of fish doing any of those particular, you know, methods. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, um, if we're going out fishing this weekend, what should we be fishing for? What should we have in the boat? Well, if you if you want to go out and get the
1: rod bent a lot, I would suggest going bass fishing. You know, we've got a bunch of great bass lakes. You know, that whole Turtle River Lake chain of lakes is great for bass. You know, we've got some bigger lakes there. We've got some smaller lakes. You know, if you want to work the shallows, great. Spinner baits will work. Weed lines, tube jig, or a, you know, a Texas rig plastic worm, a shaky head with a plastic worm. You're going to you're gonna catch a lot of fish. And when you fish along those weed lines, you're going to probably catch some pike on those plastics. you are probably run into some crappies, some bluegills. Um, it's really a... I know they you know they kinda of call this, you know, these so called dog days of summer, but this I think we're beyond that now. This is the time of year when things are you know, the water temperature's at its warmest, the metabolism on the fish is going. Now the only thing is there is a lot of food out there. You know, they're really I mean, you can see minnows swimming right below the surface and you can see giant bait balls on your graphs and stuff. So you you think, how do we even catch anything? You know, when there's that much food, they just got to swim around with their mouth open and probably get their bellies full. So that's where you got to get maybe a reaction bite. You know, jig and wrap, you know, using a jig and wrap where you're snapping that thing, that can be very good. And in fact, the, the jig and wrap bite on Bemidji has been pretty good here the last week or so. So if one thing isn't working, try something else. If that isn't working, try a deeper depth. You know, slip bobber and a leech is hard to beat for walleyes right on the, you know, in the pockets of weeds or out in the deep water weed edges. There's a variety of ways you can do it, and and uh, you'll get something to be tugging on the end of your line this weekend.
0: All right. Well, Dick, are you ready? Oh, my the, favorite part. It's time for the <laughs> Fast Five. Oh, I, I can feel my heart
1: rate going up already.
0: <laughs> wondering what questions is Kev going to ask me. All right. Fast Five. Did I start up? Question number one. You've got a big old rot right in front of you. <laughs> What's going on at Ketchup or Mustard?
1: On a brat, it would be mustard.
0: All right. Yep. What about a hot dog? Mustard. All right. Well, that, according to the experts in the hot dog industry, yeah. that's what adults should be putting in. Really? But now, it's it was a hamburger, ketchup. That's perfectly fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question number two, and I, I bet I know the answer to this one, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Kelv.
1: And I wasn't a big fan of either, but if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I I've always liked William Shatner. Okay. You know, for some reason, I liked him better when he was in a he was in a cop show. T.J. Hooker. Yeah, love T.J. <laughs> Hooker. And that. Okay. And the gal that played uh, his partner, she was a real knockout blonde hair guy. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't, but yeah. I can sure picture
0: her in my mind. guess. <laughs> Richard, quit that. Okay, all right. So I, I would have guessed Star Wars, but uh, cool. I'm glad you yeah glad you defied my expectations. <laughs> all right, question number three: Hockey or basketball? Hockey, one hundred percent. Wow, didn't even get the question no, all the way. Up. I love hockey, and
1: you know, I remember I tried playing hockey like most Minnesota boys do. you know, it's, it's our sport. Yeah, and I wasn't very good. I was on the JV team. So my senior year of high school. My hockey coach says, he goes, Beards, he goes, you know, when you're a senior now, you can't play in the JV team anymore. <laughs> he goes, you know, I see you running every day out. And during the study, I says, maybe you ought to put a little more emphasis in your running. Kev, I haven't had a pair of skates on since. <laughs> it was some of the best advice I'd ever received in my life.
0: <laughs> oh okay. uh, Well, I, will, uh, I won't I will tell the Petersons <laughs> that you like uh, hockey better. Oh, All right, question number four same vein baseball or football
1: gosh that's a hard one i love i grew up loving the minnesota twins i can remember my dad taking me down to the ball games i'd have my twins uniform on and a glove you know boy that's but i love the action of football i I think i gotta go with baseball
0: Okay. Yeah, baseball. You know why you go with baseball? Why is that? Because you love to fish, and you and a lot of people uh, put fishing and listening to the Twins in yes! the into the same thing. So it's part of the same memory. And, Kev, when I was a kid, my dad
1: always had a transistor radio on the boat, and we that's what we do. We listen to the Twins game. You're
0: right. Yeah. That's what it is. I think a lot of hardcore anglers are huge baseball fans yeah.
1: because of that. I agree. Now if they can just start winning. Well... That's start, a tall order. Start hitting. Their pitching is great. Yeah. It's, we finally got pitching, and now we can't hit
0: the gosh dang ball. <laughs> <We can't. laughs> Alright, finally, question number five, and this is very, very controversial. Uh oh. Are you ready? Who is the better duck? Daffy or Donald?
1: Well, you know me. I'm kind of daffy. So I'm going with daffy.
0: Oh, no. 100%. I'm with you. I'm yep. daffy all the way. Daffy all the Not way. even close. All Super. right. Well, Love there it, you go. The latest Fast Five with Dick Beardsley. <laughs> well, listen, Dick, if people want to go fishing with you and give you their own Fast Five and uh, and have great conversations with you and catch a bunch of fish, how do they get set up to do You betcha, Kev. They can give me a call at 218 218- Five five six seven one seven
1: two. You can text me at that number too, and that's a lot of time even better. And then I call them back because then at least I have it in writing. You know, I forget things sometimes, or you can uh, email me at dick at dickbeardsley.com or go to my website, dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com.
0: All right, Dick Beardsley, great to have you in the studio today. Thanks for stopping by. Always a pleasure, Kev. Thank you.